coming up. They put on a paper tag, they commit their crime, and then they take it off immediately and go back to the real tags. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. And I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. Fighting crime in Texas, one license plate at a time. It's a venue for criminal elements to be able to get away undetected or with less detection. Also in Texas, the scheduled execution of 52-year-old Melissa Lucio was halted earlier this week. Today we learned a lower court will now review claims of new evidence which could exonerate Lucio. Lucio's attorney, Vanessa Potkin, says the state used false testimony to obtain her conviction and withheld information to her defense at her trial. Fake license plates have been at the center of some high-profile crimes in Texas recently. Will, let's start there. Tell us about some of those cases. So fake tags might not be the first thing you think about when talking about violent crimes, but there's actually a real documented connection between criminal activity and fake paper tags, at least in Texas. And it would be awfully interesting to look at other states and across the nation. But Texas is apparently a big hotbed for this problem. So fake tags were involved in several cases in the Houston area last year, a lot more than several, but several high-profile ones, including the murder of 17-year-old David Castro, who was shot and killed after an Astros game. There was also the case of a New Orleans police detective and his friend who were shot and killed while visiting the Houston area. Here's KHOU 11 reporter Ugochi Oloko with more on that. A New Orleans cop visiting Houston was shot and killed in the Galleria area in August. The getaway car police needed to find had temporary tags, tags that turned out to be bogus. Texas is the laughing stock of paper plates in the United States. So police across Texas are very familiar with this problem, and they're also on the lookout for fake tags. If I had to give you an average per day, I would say one officer can go up on Interstate 10 here in Vider and probably stop 20 to 25 bad paper license plates. No problem. Well, you know, that raises the question, how are criminals getting fake paper license tags in the first place? Well, you know, in some cases, people are getting paper tags from dealerships. Dealerships give them to you when you have, you know, a brand new car. And in some cases, they print out more than one. So there may just be some extras floating around. But they're often bought by fake car dealers sold online to people avoiding inspection, toll fees, or covering up a crime. So they say that a lot of people are finding fake tags on Facebook. Again, here's KHOU 11 reporter Ugochi Aloka. We visited with Sergeant Thomas Griffin, and he showed us just how it can work. What are we looking at here? I understand this is a temporary a fake car tag, and this specific dealership was selling selling it out of a lot that really didn't exist, correct? That, that's correct. It, it, it was found on a vehicle that had a uh, bad VIN. Uh, it also had a bad Mylar sticker inside the door. So it was a stolen vehicle, but was being driven around with a fake paper dealer tag issued by Casnell's uh, Auto Sale. We went to find Casnell's Auto Sales on Lockwood Drive, and we did not find their place of business there. According to the DMV, Casnell's licenses were revoked November 8th, 2021, for the misuse of temporary tags 
and for failing to meet the requirements of an established and permanent place of business. It issued more than 7,800 buyers temporary tags in less than a week on or about August 26th of 2021 to on or about August 30th of 2021. Sergeant Tracy Hicks says that's impossible. We've seen a lot of quote unquote, you know, car dealerships that don't really even have a car lot that are selling thousands of these. As you mentioned, you've been looking at reporting from our partner station in Houston, KHAU 11. Houston is in Harris County, Texas. What is Harris County trying to do to to solve or to alleviate this problem? So the first step was they just announced the findings of a new report that shows just how bad the problem is. We've known all along that this was a threat, and now we have the receipts as to the impact that the fake paper plates are having, not just on the county budget, but on our public safety as well. And it's a call to action. And specifically to talk about how bad the problem is, there's been a 306% increase in police incidents involving fake tags over the past six years. So that's gone from around 1,700 cases in 2015 to almost 7,000 in 2021. Sergeant Tracy Hicks with the Houston Police Auto Crimes Task Force says about 40% of the stolen cars they get into this impound lot come in with bogus tags. This is a $100,000 truck, brand spanking new. That was stolen, but, uh, too. Yeah, yeah. So it, it had a paper tag. We usually take them off when they when they come in here because it goes into evidence. This is what the crook was driving. If if his story is that, oh, well, I bought it, you know, and, and it's like, well, really, if you bought it, why do you have a paper tag that's no good? And then another aspect to all of this is the millions of dollars lost, possibly more than $80 million in fees and tolls. This is money that could have gone to improving our mobility, improving our roadways, improving our drainage, improving our community, supporting law enforcement. But that money is lost. So, Reed, to get back to your question, there is a new state law that limits the number of paper tags a dealership can print out, and Harris County has announced an enforcement initiative. But officials in Harris County also say a lot more needs to be done. But if these paper plates continue to be printed, it's a leaking bucket. And so that's why the strategy really is twofold, is we're going to do our part. We're not saying, you know, we have nothing to do with this. We're going to do everything we can, and we're already doing that, and we're going to do more based on the report recommendations. But the second piece is advocacy, and that's why we're here today, is the community needs to be aware of this issue, and we need to continue putting pressure, um, highlighting this issue for our legislators, because they have a long agenda. There's many issues, and it's important for them to recognize that this is one that needs urgent attention. So, Will, what happens if your car is found with a fake license plate in Texas? Well, if somehow you're unwittingly driving around with a fake license plate, and there could be a number of ways that could happen, there are dealerships that are, you could say, shady and, and printing out license tags that 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 aren't real or, or more than they should be, you could be in legal trouble, according to the Texas DMV. Not completely uh, uh, innocent. If you're you're the one who's actually driving around the car with the plate on it, it can it can be anything from, uh, of course, a class C, which is a which is a, a fine amount, all the way up to jail time. Read last week on the Daily Crime, you talked to WFAA reporter Jobin Paniker about the scheduled execution of a woman named Melissa Lucio in Texas. Her family was fighting to block her execution, and it sounds like that's what happened. Yeah, well, Lucio's execution was scheduled for earlier this week on Wednesday. 
You'll remember from the episode we did last week that she had been convicted in 2007 for the murder of her two-year-old daughter, Mariah. But she's always said that Mariah died from injury sustained when she accidentally fell down some stairs a couple days before her eventual death. And a key piece of evidence at trial ended up being a partial confession, but many now believe that the confession was coerced. Her lawyers also say unscientific and false evidence misled jurors into believing that Mariah's injuries only could have been caused by physical abuse and not by complications from a fall like the one that Melissa Lucio described. But getting to the news here, exactly what you said, the headline is that Melissa Lucio is still alive. Her execution was put on hold. And as you mentioned, this comes after a long fight led by her family. We heard from her oldest son, John, when we covered this case last week, who talked about building this this sort of movement of people fighting to free Melissa Lucio. So is she a free woman? What exactly happened? No. So from the family's perspective and from the perspective of Lucio's supporters all over the country, the fight isn't quite over. A Texas appeals court issued a stay of execution, which essentially means her conviction and sentence are going to stay in place for now, but her date of execution is not on the books anymore. It's delayed indefinitely. And the court's ruling actually went a step further. They actually opened up the door for potentially a new trial. KHOU 11 legal analyst Carmen Rowe called the decision an incredible victory for the family. So today's ruling is not just rare. It's an incredible victory for the Lucio family. This isn't just stopping the execution or buying more time. It's actually granting her a hearing in the trial court to determine whether she's actually innocent. The court also went one step further to say that the state withholding evidence in this case, as well as new scientific evidence, may be sufficient to prove that she is actually innocent, which is incredible in a case where we have an execution date that was set. What does all of this mean for the family's petition for clemency that we learned about when you covered the case last week? So this decision is separate from the clemency petition. This was not the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, stepping in. This was actually the Court of Appeals making this decision. Now, the Texas Board of Pardons and Paroles was expected to deliver a recommendation to the governor on the clemency petition ahead of the scheduled execution date. But following the appeals court decision, they said that they were no longer going to make that recommendation. And Governor Abbott was waiting on that recommendation for any action on the clemency petition. So KHOU reported that no action is expected from Governor Abbott at this point. You mentioned the decision could open the door for a new trial. What would that process look like? So the trial court will review the claims that new evidence in the case could exonerate Melissa Lucio. And based on that, the trial court is going to determine whether or not she should get a new trial. If she does get a new trial and she's found not guilty at that trial, then at that point, Melissa Lucio would be released from prison. So for her family members who've been fighting for such a long time to free her, this decision, as I mentioned, is not the end of the road, but it does kind of put a potential end in sight. Here's kind of a more nuanced explanation, again, from KHOU legal expert Carmen Rowe. So right now, what we're going to do is go back to Cameron County, where she's going to be entitled to a hearing to prove that she's actually innocent. And at this hearing, we're going to hear from individuals and hear evidence that was never heard by the original jury. But more than that, we're going to hear that there's scientific evidence that may show that this was an accident and that Lucio is not criminally responsible for the death of her daughter. So this is going to take the better part of the year. She will stay in custody during that time. Ultimately, the highest criminal court will make the decision about whether she's actually innocent. But if they decide that, she will be going home to her family. And Reed, have we heard a response from Melissa Lucio to the decision? We have. Lucio released a statement through her lawyers thanking the court for a chance to prove her innocence. She said, quote, Mariah is in my heart today and always. 
I'm grateful to have more days to be a mother to my children and a grandmother to my grandchildren. I will use my time to help bring them to Christ. I'm deeply grateful to everyone who prayed for me and spoke out on my behalf, end quote. And our partner station, KVU in Austin, also obtained audio of the exact moment that Melissa Lucio got the news. She was on a call with State Representative Jeff Leach, and, and we have that, that full call to play. Hey, Warden, this is State Representative Jeff Leach. Okay, hold on just a second. Let me get closer. I think we lost signal. Hold on just a second. Hello? Melissa. Yes? Hey, this is Jeff Leach. Yes, sir. How are you today? I'm doing fine. How are you? Good. Have you heard the news? No, what? You haven't heard the news yet? No, what happened? The Court of Criminal Appeals issued a stay of your execution for Wednesday. <laughs> We just got word about 15 minutes ago. Oh, my God. That is wonderful. Oh, my God. What does that mean? <laughs> well, well, it means um, it means you're going to wake up on Thursday morning. Um, oh, my goodness. And... Um, You're not you're not making the trip to Huntsville on Wednesday, and the um, the order was very strong in that you're gonna. It appears that you're gonna get a new trial at the very least. They. Oh my goodness, that is so wonderful. Thank you so much. <laughs> that is great. Thank you so much, Mr. Leeds. Well. Melissa, I love you to death. There's a lot of really great people who've been working on this on your behalf. And just, I would say millions who've been praying for you. You know that. And um, um, it's been an honor to, um, to fight for you and believe so strongly in your cause. And of course, remember Mariah today. And I know you do as well. Um, but this isn't, the, this isn't the end. And uh, we're going to continue to work together to make sure that... Um, that the, that the right thing is done, and that hopefully, ultimately, you're free. That's the goal. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All Thank right. You. I'm going to come see you soon. Maybe maybe later this week or next week, I'll drop in and come see you. All right. I'll be waiting for you. Okay. Thank you so Love much. you, Melissa. Have a good day. I love you, too. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right, Reed. Thanks for bringing us that story, and thanks to you for listening to The Daily Crime. We're here every weekday, Monday through Friday, with a new case. And be sure to check out our newest podcast. It's a co-production between Vault Studios and KPNX 12 News in Phoenix called Locked Inside, available wherever you listen to podcasts. For The Daily Crime, I'm Will Johnson, along with Reed Redmond.